In the event that you get infected with the coronavirus, what happens to your personal finance? Today, we're going to look at two things you need to know. Welcome to the 360 Blue Financial Strategies Show. Join us as we discuss actionable steps you can take today to gain financial freedom. Jonathan Pop, Iris Sagrado, and Glenn Steers are registered representatives offering securities and advisory services through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 360 Blue Financial Strategies and United Planners are not affiliated. The views expressed are those of the speaker as of the date noted, are subject to change based on market and other various conditions, are not a solicitation to purchase or sell any security, and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Keep in mind that current and historical facts may not be indicative of future results. Now on to the show. Here in Illinois, there is a large advertising campaign called All In Illinois. Maybe you've seen the commercials or the billboards. If you haven't, it's a public service announcement aimed at getting people to wear their masks. Because a lot of people are not. And there are certainly hot spots all around the country and even here in Illinois. Illinois is broken up into 11 regions and two of them currently have tightened mitigation measures in place. And the fall and winter are coming up and this thing's probably going to get worse in my opinion. So it's a good idea to take precautions seriously. But what about your money? That's what this show is concerned with, your personal finance. If you get infected, what happens from a financial point of view? I'm going to share with you some interesting things you may not have known, and that could potentially affect you. There are two really big financial concerns here. The first one is if you get hospitalized, how much is it going to cost you out of pocket? This one's a mess. Federal funding is supposed to help cover your medical bills if you get infected, but the program has lots of loopholes. And there are horror stories out there of people staying in the hospital for weeks, clinging to life, and then when they finally make it out, they have massive medical bills waiting for them. I found an article from The Guardian that talked about various people who were in that kind of scenario. It also states... And depending on their insurance plan, patients may still be stuck with paying co-payments, deductibles, and a percentage of the bill. This can still amount to many thousands of dollars. For those without insurance entirely, still possible even in a world with the Affordable Care Act, the consequences are even more dire. Hospital bills are always a mess, and it seems like insurance never covers enough. Given the unknowns of how much any particular hospital is receiving in federal aid and what your insurance will and won't cover, you should probably expect that if you get hospitalized for COVID-19, it's not going to be free. It's smarter to expect the scenario that you're going to have to pay something. The other massive question mark is, if you get the virus and can't work, will you still get paid? Ideally, you would. The Families First Coronavirus Response Act gives employees who come down with the virus two weeks, up to 80 hours, of paid sick leave at 100% of an individual salary, up to $511 per day. You can also get up to 10 additional weeks of paid family and medical leave at 67% of your normal pay, up to $200 a day. This covers you if someone in your family is sick and you need to stay home to take care of them. But this program, like most federal programs, has stipulations and loopholes. Here's the first one. If you work for a company that has more than 500 employees, you're not covered by this bill. The idea here is that large companies already have paid sick leave programs. But do they cover two weeks off at full pay? Who knows? You'd have to check with your employer. 
They may have an even better program in place or none at all. It just depends. If you work for a small company with less than 50 employees, you're probably covered. But if the owner feels that offering sick pay would put it out of business, they can apply to the Department of Labor to opt out. So it's possible in these two cases that you may not get a dime. Now, I've talked about having a savings account for emergencies, something that you could dip into for a scenario like this. But you may not have one, or you had one, and have already used it up this year due to the current unpleasantness, in which case you'd be in trouble. Also, what if you're self-employed? Well, you're kind of included in the program, but it won't really help you until next year. If you're self-employed and get the virus, you'll receive a tax credit equal to your pay up to $511 per day up to 10 days. So that's something, but it's not really the same thing as a paycheck. It's 10 days instead of 14, and it's a tax credit, which you're not going to see the benefit from until you pay your taxes next year. So to tide you over in the meantime, you're on your own. So the moral of the story here is wear your mask and take precautions seriously. There's definitely a health risk to you and others, but there's also a financial risk. I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my hard-earned money on this virus. So stay safe, be well, and have yourself a glorious day. For more information, go to 360blue.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-I-X-T-Y, blue.com. Keep in mind that this show is designed to be educational only. The representatives on this podcast do not provide legal or tax advice. For individual guidance, please speak with someone who knows you and your situation.